Hello, everyone. Good evening and welcome to Popcast on the Rocks for another Sunday. It's episode 34. I'm John. This is Andrea. How are you doing this fine evening? I am doing well. I got outside today, played two softball games, won both of them. My beloved Packers won their game today, so gotta be happy about that. I know you're shaking your head at me, but it's my birthday tomorrow, John, and they got that W for me as my present. So. Oh, wow, that's what it was for. <laughs> okay, nice. Yes, special right. circumstances, so. All right. Um, well, you guys, you're just you're just trampling all over everybody with your softball games, huh? I know. I know. We're crushing it this season. No competition. Yeah. Well, do you, did you do anything um, for your like birthday early this weekend? Then, or are you doing something throughout the week, or you got anything planned for them? Um, I don't really know too much about, you know, if, if Chris has plan. I mean, he says he has some plans, so I don't really know too much about them. Um, but we went to an apple orchard this morning to go like apple picking. Mm -hmm. So very fall activity. And then, yep. um, he set up the projector outside so that we could watch the football game, like outside, which was kind of mm. fun, you know, instead of just like in our living room or whatever. So that was nice. Like, you know, made some snacks and had like a little outdoor yeah. picnic kind of thing. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, he says he's got something tomorrow too. So we'll see. Okay. Nice. Um, who did the Packers play? The Vikings. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. So that loss hurt for Chris too, <laughs> but he was very gracious well, about it. Sacrifice because... for your birthday. Yeah. That's yeah. right. He was very gracious about that. So he says, this is the only one though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Um, you, I suppose you, you miss out on like going into work or something and then having coworkers do something. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my coworkers or my boss usually brought in like donuts or, you know, kind of, we went out and, um, grabbed some lunch at a fun place or something, but yeah, yeah don't quite get that anymore. <laughs> yep. So I'll have to go well, treat myself, I guess. Yeah. Are you um, drinking a fun birthday cocktail? I don't know what that would be, but. I know. No, uh, no kind of really good um, drink holidays surrounding today, my birthday or my birthday tomorrow, I should say. Um, but I'm just having a, a nice relaxing glass of wine. So okay. felt like a classic on my birthday. Sure. Nice. Um, yeah, you found some interesting drink days, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very Talk random. Day. Yeah, very yeah. specific. And yeah, uh, Tuesday is National Creme de Menthe Day, so. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could have been having a grasshopper or something, but. Yeah. Felt like a lot I of remember, effort. <laughs> I was at a um, McCormick and Schmick's mm -hmm. and um, getting cocktails, and I was younger, mm -hmm. um, and I must have looked exceptionally young or like I didn't have a lot of money or something because I ordered, I believe their grasshopper uh -huh. and they come back to they take my order and they go away. And then they come back without the drink and say how much that'll cost. Like, did you know that's going to cost this much or something? <laughs> okay. Like you, I mean, it's like, thanks, I guess. And I, I felt obligated to get something else, I suppose. Yeah. That, that they're telling me this drink is so expensive. Wait, I should have so had the weird, reverse though. reaction. We were like, yeah, that's, I'm, give me three of them. 
Right, know? exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, That's what I want to spend. <laughs> Great. Just throw some dollars down on the table. It doesn't even matter what they are. Just yeah. boom, take my money. Just like Canadian pennies. <laughs> Bam. Right. <laughs> That's so weird. I've never had that happen to me before. Yeah. I know. I'm huh. like, take my money, right? Take it. Yeah. Yeah. What's so. your problem? Take my money. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I haven't uh, been too much doing too much other than work, I guess, and watching shows for things. I finally uh, started Dune. Oh, so nice. Okay. Just got going into that. Um, it's not what I've expected so far, mm-hmm. but it's all right. Um, I found for show and tell that Ooh. no one will care about <laughs> this. Uh, uh, my the way I learned <gasps> to type. Oh my, my gosh! Look at that, Macintosh. How many people uh, even know what that is and how to use it now? I know, right? <laughs> how well, many people well, look at that and they're like, "Oh my god, it's the save icon from Word." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's Word? Yeah. yeah. No, changes fast. But no, it's a good program. Mm-hmm. And uh, I use old floppies now for coasters yet. You know, oh, I nice. Showing you some before or something, but yeah. That's right. That's right. I don't think I'll use this one. Usually they were just empty floppies or like right. backup to, you know, or something, not like a program like that. But yeah. So I thought about trying this one again, but I got to find my floppy drive. Yeah. So, yeah. Do they even make those anymore? <laughs> um, You know, I'm sure you can buy one, you know, <laughs> buy one. But we've got uh, a matching. So our first iMac teal one, you mm. could get it with the matching teal floppy drive too. <gasps> oh my Start. gosh. Yes. Yep. I remember so those. We've got that somewhere yet. Okay. So that's what I would dig out. Nice. Old school, yep. old school all yep. the way. Yep. Um, I will get to my drink later because mm. uh, it's applicable, appropriate to another thing coming up. Ooh. All right. Exciting. Um, got a little got a little teaser there. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so for everybody, we got um, the latter half of the show. We're going to cover a movie, mm-hmm. I Am Mother, from Netflix. Mm-hmm. So we'll get all spoilery then. Um, but before that, we've got a bunch of news stories to run through. Yes. Um, first and foremost, I want to mention that the band that does our theme song has a new song. It's out on YouTube, I know, for sure. Mm-hmm. So Killing the Flower it's, uh, is the band, and Falling to Ruins is the song. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and take a look at that. Give them a thumbs up and a subscribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought along with this, I would just ask you if you could go to see any one musical group right now, you know, what would it be? What, what, what would you, you aching to see? So I have a very specific answer to this question. Um, okay. And it's it's a musical group that I've already seen. It's my favorite musical group. It's Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. Yes. But so a long time ago, I forget how, how long exactly. I think I want to say like maybe 18, 20 years. They put out an album called S&M, which they recorded live with a San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. Hmm. about two years ago, they announced that they were going to be doing a repeat of that album 
for the people, you know, obviously who weren't alive or around or knew about it how many years ago to go see again. And it is honestly, it's one of my favorite albums in the entire world. Like the, the mix of Metallica's like hardcore rock against like the backing of this full symphony orchestra is the most amazing thing. And they, they announced it and like, it was way too late for us to like even begin to try to find tickets. They'd already sold out. They announced it even like just like three weeks before it was going to happen. But if there's any way that they would ever do that or consider that again, that would be the thing I need to see like so desperately. I would make it work. I would make it happen. And they're going to be, they're going to be 85. I don't even care. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> James Hetfield is like 65 now and he still sounds like the exact same as he did in his twenties and thirties. And it's crazy. It's and I love good. it. So yeah, that's voice kind of wears out. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can definitely tell there's a little like more effort into it. He can't just like effortlessly do it. But I mean, he, he really does from the times I've seen him live recently. He really sounds great. So yeah. Her- uh, Kegels for your vocal cords. <laughs> I'm sure there are. <laughs> I'm sure there are. And if there are, Papa Het does them because he's keeping it tight. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, turnabout's fair play, John. What would you see? Um, I would go to see uh, Helen, the, the like uh, Nordic group Ooh, okay uh, very like it, it looks like there's a bunch of druids dancing around on stage sweet um, i'm down yeah very like um you convinced me um pagan mm-hmm. ritualistic kind of thing sure so, yeah. that sounds cool like I've totally different yeah i've definitely played some of their stuff um like when we were getting ready for Renfest last year and stuff yeah yeah so, very that kind of thing nice yep um okay um we've got some gaming stuff we've got some movie stuff gaming uh i guess i haven't heard it covered too much recently mm-hmm. i guess maybe the story broke going into the weekend or i'm not sure when it was that people have time to talk about it mm-hmm. but um apple for ios 14 which will be coming soon is going to be adjusting their store policies to allow for game streaming apps Mm-hmm. which I knew would happen, but this is does seem like a half measure mm-hmm. um, and a real still pain for anyone looking to do this. Mm-hmm. And I still don't understand why. I, like, I feel like I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people attack the app stores or Apple for doing something and they just haven't thought through either the security implications or something. Mm-hmm. You know, um, these big platforms are always, people are always trying to scam them. They're always trying to get garbage in. They're always trying to get, uh, you know, and you think, well, okay, you should be able to trust Microsoft or Sony or something, you know, Mm -hmm. but the rules are the rules, generally speaking, and they're supposed to apply for everyone. Now they've Mm -hmm. made um, uh, exceptions before, which Mm -hmm. I don't like when they do. Um, and I don't want them to make exceptions here. I want them to change their rules proper right. because I don't. <laughs> I'm not understanding the threat or the problem with allowing for um, these streaming services just to be on there 
Mm -hmm. Just say if you're going to have a streaming service, it's got to really be a streaming service. You don't right. get to download anything. You're not downloading another app. It's not another store. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Still, may, It makes them look bad for sure. Yeah. I think so. But yeah, I think this is a, like the half step. Yeah. See if they all like accept it. Yep. And then go with it. Or if they're like, um, no, you know, make, you know, and then we hash it out more. So we'll see. Right. Yeah. I mean, like the, the core concept is great. I mean, the core idea of like streaming games on your phone is great. Mm -hmm. If you want to do that, it's just, I'm not sure this is the right way. This is the right, the, the right step to take towards achieving yeah. that goal. Yeah. It seems like it makes the, makes Microsoft or Sony or NVIDIA or whoever make, basically make an app for every game on the service. Mm-hmm. So it can be individually reviewed and processed right. and stuff. Right. But Which would be exhausting. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't, lots of extra work Yeah. for I'm not sure what. I still don't yeah. understand how the Netflix video streaming, you know, unless I'm misunderstanding a tech thing, a technology yeah. aspect right. where something has to be loaded to the phone uh, more than you would see in streaming audio or video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I have not heard that case made, so we'll see. Right. Yeah. But uh, so that's that in that ongoing uh, drama. Um, Ubisoft mm -hmm. had a, an event this week, which I thought was thoroughly boring. <laughs> uh, um, I yeah, I uh, your your commentary was quite uh, borderline there. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> Just uh, yeah whatever ubisoft yeah i i've been um ubisoft i've liked for rayman games in the past yeah. mm -hmm. uh and that's kind of it for mm -hmm. myself and i've i've respected other things they've done you know like right. ashley loves uh, the one Assassin's Creed game mm -hmm. chris obviously likes a bunch of other ones you know people are into those kinds Same, of things yeah. Um, I, but there is a, a, a vibe or a style to a lot of those kind of games. You can tell they're made by similar teams or the same mm -hmm. teams and just doesn't click with me, but, sure. um, they announced a Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake, which looked janky as hell. Oh uh, no. Boo. Yeah. So I don't know about that. Um, mm -hmm. I think. Ubisoft, Ubisoft, I don't think they care about Prince of sure. Persia, so they're just like throwing some people a bone. Yeah. Uh, and then Scott Pilgrim's coming back, which I've seen a lot of people were asking for. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, that's fine. That's good, I guess. Piece of good news anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other thing to stand out to me was their Breath of the Wild clone. And mm -hmm. I don't mean to sound extra bitter about it <laughs> um, because good games take you know, all art takes from previous art to improve their own mm -hmm. but this is this is really really blatant like just they a rip definitely off. definitely someone came in and said hey make our version of breath of the wild and sure. that's what they're doing unabashedly mm -hmm. and um i mean it's fine just you know, it looks like a poor imitation to me. So whatever. Sure. 
Yeah, that's that's the trouble with an ask like that. It's like you you can't really do that without drawing comparison. And if your product is going to be second rate, I mean, why do it at all? You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it could be fun. It could be lots of fun. You know, people have brought up, of course, if you don't have a Nintendo system, mm -hmm. you have access to that kind of a Breath of the Wild kind of game now. Right. You know, right. Still, though. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot similar. It's yeah, stunningly a lot like it. So. Yeah, yeah. There's a difference between inspired by and ripping off from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and one of the cool things to me about Zelda, anyways, is the the kind of lore building that mm -hmm. those games do, and they kind of pile on one another. You know, it's taking years to have all that mean more or whatever. But with yeah. this, this is basing off. It's like they're trying to get a jumpstart on that, and they're basing sure. it off of like mythology mm -hmm. so that's okay you know but I, I like the zelda being completely original yeah like that and um i don't know anyways i could go on and on about it. i can break <laughs> down the different points or like how it's so similar between but it's uh, i know there's other videos out there on that already too i'm sure so sure. um you can see them if you want i don't need to rant uh too much at, at this point <laughs> We'll save it or something. Um, PlayStation event. Mm-hmm. Day after your birthday. That's Same right. Is the Apple event. That's right. Um, so I don't know what we're gonna see here. Everybody mm -hmm. assumes we're gonna get price and release dates and pre-order dates and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Some people speculate and we're gonna get another big game or two announced. Sure. Um, no one really knows. Um, but I wanted to ask you if you think that the leak of the Xbox Series S and its mm -hmm. price and all that stuff, and then Microsoft having to respond and make that all official, mm -hmm. if that is um, harmful to them at this point now? Because now Sony gets a chance to respond, whereas yeah. if these dates were held originally if so if sony was originally going to have an a, event on the 15th mm -hmm. and then microsoft said they were going to have one on the 17th right it would be the other way around right yeah i don't i don't know that it it hurts microsoft significantly um i mean i don't know that at this point they have too much adjusting to do based on each other you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they've already gone in with like ideas in their heads about what they want to do as far as, as far as pricing goes. And perhaps, you know, like Microsoft jumping the gun and having to, you know, respond to all the leaks and put it all out there early gives Sony like a couple days to like really think about, you know, final pricing. But I would be surprised if anything wildly changed based on that. Just, just because I feel like they, they've already done so much, you know, market research, um, you know, what's our price point? What can we, what can we reasonably expect people to pay? What are they, you know, going to be accepting of, you know, where are we getting our costs back? So, I mean, maybe a little bit, but in the end, I, I don't know that that's going to make too much impact. Yeah. I don't, I don't know because to me, otherwise I can't explain why they've waited so long to just reveal this stuff. Mm -hmm. If they had done the research, they'd seen the numbers, they know what they can get away with, what the shareholders will be all right with, sure. you know, where we can 
how long it will take us to get above board here, get back mm -hmm. in the green, you know, or whatever. Um, then why the delay? Why so long? Why this cat and mouse game? Um, because I Keep think that if... That's, yeah, my, that's well, my only yeah, thought. But it's... The, what else do people have to look forward to? They have... This is that they have, you know, like yeah. they have people's attention, you know? Yeah. And um, I don't know. I, I mean, I could have seen maybe Sony thinking, we're okay, we're going to try to do 550. Mm -hmm. And if Microsoft goes 500, we're going to go 500 too. Yeah. And now it's like, well, we know Microsoft's doing that. So this is what we got going. Um, it could have been that maybe now PlayStation will try to lower at least one of their systems by 50 bucks. True. Know? True. Just, I could see them making their systems. It was going to be 500 and 450. Mm -hmm. I can see them now take another 50 off that low on one, you know, saying it's 400. So yep. you have, you compete with I the S. Yeah. 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 I mean, I see that. Um, but like I said, I think, I think that's in terms of like the $50 realm. Um, and, and it's not like a big jump for them to do, you know, it's, I don't, I don't think we're going to see like, you know, get leaks or anything of like, oh, there was like a hundred dollar wild price swings no. or anything like that. No. But yeah, I mean, it, it gives them a shot to respond to it. But I mean, we'll we'll see on Tuesday if they even do, if they even think yeah. like, you know, that's that's a factor in their decisions. Maybe they're just going ahead with their pricing because they don't have anything like the S. They don't even want to touch it. They don't even want to go. You know, you know, it, it's nothing similar. So let's just not even market at that yep. let's just market something else so yep it's gonna be interesting it will indeed um yeah well i'm excited for that day got the apple event mm -hmm. too which we don't know what's gonna be there necessarily right. so lots going on there yeah busy day yes um it's not sadly it's not a busy day anymore for diana rig Ouch. I know. That was, yeah, it's, uh, it's mm -hmm. too bad. Game of Thrones actor is where I kind of really noticed her, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but dies at 82. Mm -hmm. um, I read some of her other roles. I didn't remember that she was in Doctor Who, the one episode. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I knew the other two. I remember her as yeah, Tracy. Yeah, on, on Majesty's. Yeah, I mm -hmm. I remember it as soon as someone mentioned it. it's like, oh yeah, okay, but right. uh, I didn't connect it, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but she is relevant to my drink. So oh. in Game of Thrones, she played uh, Olena Tyrell. So yes. I have Tyrell uh, whiskey. Nice Game tribute. Of Thrones House Tyrell whiskey. Nice so, tribute. Um, yep. It's good stuff. Sweet. Yeah. So I I I'm, I have a, a whiskey ginger using this. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, she was uh she was definitely one of my favorite characters. I mean, yes, she crushed and owned that role. Um, her death was probably the most iconic. Just mm -hmm. like yeah. one one of the best deaths, you know, without. Without it Spoilers being iconic. Game of Thrones. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Um, um, I I just think like without um without you like thinking about like a gore factor or a you know a surprise yeah. factor. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, when you think about other 
actors, spoilers again, um, if you if you care, um, like Oberyn Martell getting his eyes like, you know, poked out by the mountain. Like that's that's like iconic and you you remember it because it's gross. Um yeah. or like you remember Joffrey at the purple wedding because again, like, whoa, that happened. He really died and it was like a surprise and you know, grotesque effect. But hers was just like solid all the way through. Like you were just like, you get him, girl. Like, you know you're about to die and you're just gonna like tell it like it is one last time and twist the knife before you go. So <laughs> Well, her and Tywin Lannister, I just think, make up some of the mm -hmm. best moments of the show. And yeah. they really exemplify what that show is, what mm -hmm. I hope Dune will be. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's whereas later in Game of Thrones, they're clearly just trying to, like, get to the point and show you yeah. some action. Uh, you know, it's it's like I read some comments on The Boys season two and people are like, <laughs> God, why? When are they going to start fighting? Where's the, you know, where's the action or whatever? It's like, did you Chill watch out. season one? That's not right. this show. It's not what it is, you know. Right. This is about drama and power, power struggles, you know. Yes. So. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think with the loss of, like you said, Tywin Lannister and Olena Tyrell, we really lost great characters who loved strategy and the long game, mm -hmm. and they they had plans upon plans upon plans and backup plans, and you know, um, there's just something about watching characters adjust and adapt and be ready for anything that's so compelling. Whereas like you had the younger set of characters who were just kind of like flying by the seat of their pants and, you know, mo yep. moving battle to battle and just being like, okay, like A to B to C, like I can't, you know, mm -hmm. go from like A to X to two to seven and then get to B like these characters could, like they could totally just, yep. you know. So yeah, there's, there's definitely, like you said, something missing from later Game of Thrones that I think uh, died with these, you know, characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyways, sad about that, but uh, yes. at least it was a pretty long life and lots of mm -hmm. successful roles, it looks like. so. Yes, absolutely. Um, you put this in here. I want yeah. to what, what is this about here? <laughs> I, literally, I literally just wanted to throw it in there because I didn't think this was ever going to end. Um, keeping, <laughs> <laughs> keeping up with the Kardashians is ending after 20 seasons. Um, so we are going to see a lot less of that family all on any screen um did you ever watch like an episode ever i mean i'm guessing no. the answer is no now okay no, i just feel yeah. like i didn't either but it was like enough of a cultural touchstone that you could like be like right i know what that is i know what it's sure doing you know and it, there was like enough of like i get it without ever having like i never needed to watch i don't feel like i would have learned anything you know but uh, yeah, I don't think it's about learning anything. I don't think. Well, no. <laughs> and, and, and in fairness, I watch plenty of shows that aren't. I'm not learning anything really either. Right. But, right. Uh, but I felt like you already knew that family's business just from like the news. That I just never needed to like actually watch an episode of that show. It's like, what? Sure. What is the difference? Like, I already know everything about you. What would I, you know, watch the show for? So. Yeah. But yeah. It is. It is officially ending. Twenty seasons going by i don't know if it's so. just I, I guess it's just because i'm you know i don't know getting older that i just don't see this stuff as much now or something mm -hmm. you know i'm not on the insta the um, insta 
Yeah. And then I'm not like old and watch entertainment tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not middle aged. So yeah. Just, oh God. My like, mom used to love that. Oof. I mean, I used to watch um, entertainment tonight, but now that's, that's like, that's television. That's, you know, right. Right. No one watches that. I mean, right. in terms of like <laughs> network T I mean, I, does someone, anyone watch TMZ anymore? Do people watch that? Oh kind my of thing? God. Really? I haven't, wa- I haven't watched that just... in so long. I definitely did. Like I used to watch that. Yeah. It was kind of fun. They used mm-hmm. to catch people yeah. at weird moments and they'd say stuff and it was kind of like, Oh, that's interesting. But it got, I don't know. The, the formula for that show got boring very quickly. Sure. I mean, I had seen every once in a while, I could be on and there'd yeah. be something crazy. Like speaking of, they had Kanye West was there once and there was a big whole like thing. Yeah. There. Like, um, so yeah. Speaking I mean, of ways to tie. Uh, yeah. I was going to say yeah. speed ways to tie TMZ to keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, now, I, I think, uh, I think that possibly has something to do with it. You know, like Kanye's kind of, um, revelation that he's bipolar and him and Kim trying to deal with that, I think is, is probably taking a lot of her time. So she's just not interested. And let's be real. She was a big focal point for that family. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure all the rest of them can make enough money just from Instagram and whatever. They're, now. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah. I would have quit a long time ago. Heck, yeah. why do you need to let people in, you know, like <laughs> so, um, I finally saw the Beverly Hills finale. Okay. So What'd you think? I didn't, uh, see the reunion yet, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was good. I guess it was about what, um, what I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved, uh, Dorit's party was cool. I liked yeah. her outfit again. Yeah. Um, I, I too was like, Denise was not handling this right. You know, mm-hmm. ultimately, if I have to be on a side, I'm on Nisa's side, but she's not even, she's just not being helpful to herself. Yes. I'm, I'm, you know, that, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same with you. Like, this is not business that we should have been talking about that should have been brought up this way. Like, it was a weird, like, attack on Denise. And I don't know that anything that anybody has said is proven true or untrue. But yeah, she's not she's not handling it very well. She's not helping no. herself when she talks about it. Like to send a cease and desist to the producers and stuff. Like, right. what is that going to do with you? It's Nothing. Not, you know, it's for going to that party. Why couldn't you just tell Dorit, who's been mm. defending you for most of the season? Right, right. Um, I was shocked. I'm sorry, at that. I heard that Kim is bringing Brandy, mm. and I don't want to. I just don't want to be part of that. You know, I'm right, so sorry. Which whatever. Yeah, no, I totally think that was the right move. You know what I mean? Like not showing up there. If Brandy was so determined mm-hmm. to show up there, like, yeah, yeah, how would you avoid like a big scene? And let's be real. Like Brandy likes the big scene. So yeah. there was bound to be some sort of altercation and yeah, keep away from that. But she should have just said something, um, to Dorit and been honest about it. So yeah. Yep. Because yeah, yeah like and, you said, Dorit, Dorit's been the one yeah, and yeah, Dorit and Garcelle are the people who've been defending her. So, yep. So I'm excited for the fina- or for the reunion now. But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's good, but also like I mentioned <laughs> in a week prior, like you definitely want to poke Rena's eyes out because, like every time Denise starts talking, like Rena starts talking right over her, and I'm like, can I just like hear from Denise, please? Like, 
I really want to know what she has to say. And I'll never be able to do that if you keep talking. <laughs> yep. Well, that's a common housewives reunion problem. Is Very talking true. over one another. That's for sure. So. Oh my God. I, I also just, uh, to, to briefly detour on this one moment, I also watched the first um, New York reunion and yeah, echo that problem. Okay. Yeah. We've been, <laughs> we've been behind, we've been getting behind cause we've been trying to watch uh, through more Rick and Morty and we've oh, got sure. the raised by wolves and right. we've got a lot the, of stuff right now, the movie watched now. And then the, uh, Ashley still has some garbage shows she watches and then <laughs> just, uh, yeah. And, uh, I guess I'll bring it up right now. Cause I was about to mention it that a oh, third sure. day, starts tomorrow on for your birthday on HBO. Yeah. That was a show that was delayed. It was supposed to come out earlier Mm -hmm. and I was looking forward to it. Um, but that's starts September 14th. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. HBO max gotta say they've been crushing it. They had a, they had a slow bumpy start, but they're really picking it up. I hope it, I hope it's working out for them. I hope they're gaining Mm -hmm. audience. I haven't seen numbers but uh, yeah, right. I, I hope that they are. I hope it's working out for them here. Yep. Yep. Certainly Same. had my attention. Agreed. Um, and you got a couple stories yet too. Then before we get to our movie. Yeah. Yeah, just really quickly, um, kind of following in the same vein um, as Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which I never thought I'd say about The Walking Dead. Uh, they just <laughs> they just announced that uh, they are also uh, soon to be ending. They will be ending after 11 seasons, uh, but they're going to split the season into like two halves like they normally do. Okay. But they're just going to be longer. So they're going to have 12 episodes each in a half and half of those Mm. um, are going to air in 2021 and half of those 12 are going to air in 2022. Um, So yeah, so they just, they just made the announcement this week that they're, they're wrapping it up um, and, and trying to, to film final episodes. Um, they did say, however, that they have announced officially a Carol and Daryl spinoff. Right. Which, yes, that's right. Which I'm half interested in and half not. Um, just because I feel sure. like there's there's so much Walking Dead. There's Fear the Walking Dead. There's just been a lot of it. I feel like we're all a little tired out. And I feel mm-hmm. like Carol and Daryl their show could have come like three years from now. And I would have been like, Oh, like I miss that show. Yeah. I should, you know, I should check in and Mm -hmm. I wonder, you know what they're going to do, but right now I'm just kind of tired. So we'll see. Well, I mean, I understand from the perspective that every, you know, every network is trying to be, I mean, there's a lot of competition now Mm -hmm. and the walking dead is AMC's thing. Mm -hmm. That's, that's totally golden ticket. And right, they're cash been. cow. Yeah, and I, um, you know, but I feel like us and I think we're not alone in the just, we've got burnt out on it. Yep. I think a lot, I mean, I used to know, it seemed like everybody watched that show. Yes. And then it just, it's kind of strange how much that shifted. Because yeah. I heard it Very got better again and picked up and different stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just, yeah. it lost me. Yeah. I used to, I mean, I used to really love it. Like you said, you know, we we're really into it and 
watching uh, Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, catching Talking Dead because I love Chris Harrison. Yeah. He was such a great host. And then there was just a point where we just went like, Ugh, enough. Like I'm on overload and I just can't take it anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah. it's coming to a close. It's wrapping up. So, which well, actually a satisfying ending then. I agree. I agree. Um, and actually, I heard a, a rumor recently um, that um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in talks for a possible guest role on The Boys that might grow into more. So this might be like a really great thing for him to be wrapping this up, you know, so cool, he can yeah. kind of shift to The Boys. So again, He's a good actor, <laughs> just a rumor. So like, I can't say yeah. that this is like totally confirmed, but both sides are interested talking, you know, both sides have been like, yeah, we've been chatting about some ideas and, you know, mm. season three kind of potential. So yeah, he's just going to be the work comedian. Yeah. Worlds will collide. <laughs> he's just going to, yeah. Yeah. That, that blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, and then this other Netflix trailer, huh? Yes. So the final trailer is out before Ratched comes out this Friday um, on Netflix. And it's the origin story of Nurse Ratched um, from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which if you've ever read or seen um, the movie, she is crazy, crazy cruel. Um, she is like one of the iconic, you know, I think... Um, kind of cold, twisted, you know, like supposed to be caretakers, but that's actually, you know, very, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't, I don't know how to, how to put that. I, the word that came to my mind was like almost demonic. Um, but she is like, she's, she's a little bit demented and a little bit demonic in her treatment of people. So yeah. And Sarah Paulson is going to be playing the lead. And I love her. She's a great actress, even though I'm also kind of a little burnt out on American Horror Story. I still think she's a great actress. So I'm interested well, to see her take thing. on it. When I started watching the trailer you posted here, I'm like, because I hadn't yeah. heard of it. Then oh, sure. I was like, Sarah Paulson. Oh, this must be from the person that <laughs> does American Horror Story, because that's like her sole employer. Right. Uh, <laughs> these days. He's so fascinated um, with her. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just, yeah, I mean, I never really got into American Horror Story. I know mm, Ashley okay. really liked the first couple seasons, I think, yeah. and then fell off of it. Um, and I, like, watched some with her, tried getting into it, and just really didn't. And then um, the, I mean, I kind of like the idea of always doing a different story with the same cast, you mm -hmm. know? That yeah. was kind of cool, but. Um, and does this person do... Did they do Glee too? Ryan Saw Murphy. The same person? Yeah, is it who does this? Is it the same? It might be. I've never really put them together in my head just because they're so like different. Different um, genres, yeah. Yeah, but yes, I think. I thought they were. They feel yeah. they have they vibe the same, you know. And mm -hmm. there's I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've just I've never I, and I've liked Glee some Glee songs, but I've yeah. never been a fan of that really either. So like I just. Well, I'm I feel hesitant like about this. Yeah, I feel like with both projects, like you said, I was interested early on and liked early seasons. And then there was a point where I just like dropped off. It was like mm -hmm. sharp dip in quality and I'm gone. So yeah. 
I, I mean, I don't know if this is supposed to be like an ongoing thing, a one shot. I'm not sure. Um, mm. But I'd actually be much more happy with it if I think it was if it, it was, was just, just like a one shot or a, or, or a mini series, you know, just something small. Okay. Keep it contained. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 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 I mean, um, I, I li- like you said, I like the premise of American Horror Story and I think they did it well for a couple seasons. Um, but I think um, having the same cast do different stories works much better, like in the sense of miracle workers, like with the same cast does like two very different, you know, they first had this whole like season one about like, oh, we're, you know, a bunch of angels and we have to contend with God, Steve Buscemi, who like wants to destroy earth. And we're like, no, no, don't, they've got so much potential. And it's like very funny. And then they go to like this middle ages plot line where, you know, they've got like a horrible King that they're trying to fight against. And it's all Mm -hmm. very, you know, like it's the, the cast as like the peasants and stuff like that. It's very funny, but that sort of stuff like works for me better than I think like dramatic stuff does. Sure. Yep. So, cause, cause I feel like you do get like pigeonholed in a dramatic series into like playing a certain role and you're like, Oh, they're that person again. Right. Yep. Um, speaking of the, like God and stuff, did you ever watch the Amazon show with, um, good omens, Michael Sheen? What's that? Good Good omens. Yeah. 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 I've watched one episode of that. I just started it. I'm so many, so many things. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very excited (laughs) about it. I love it so far. Okay, cool. Because I remember being excited when I heard about that. It's like, wow, those, I mean, I love those yeah. actors, so should do that. But then I never, it like just disappeared. Right, forgot about so, it. So, yeah, well, and like people weren't, at least no one I heard of was talking about it. Yeah. So I thought, well, it must have not been any good or something, so. I really but, liked it. I had to get over the fact that uh, uh, David Tennant plays Crowley, and every time I hear the word Crowley, I think like supernatural, yeah. So I was just like right. yeah. brain shift. I have to do this. I didn't even watch that, and I would think supernatural as well. Right, so. right. Which, speaking of shows ending, uh, is also the other day they they just posted that they shot their last scene for the fifteenth oh, wow. season that they are now closing lies. and wrapping on Supernatural. Lies. It's total. It's totally lies, but but they're done for now. Okay. <laughs> In this pause oh, that they're taking. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll be done. Yeah. I mean, they, they got to do something else, right? With their life. Right. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> not. Maybe not. We'll um, see. Alan says 8.1 on IMDb for uh, Good, Omens. Good Omens. So Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is really good. good. Like, based off the first episode, I would recommend it. So. Cool. All right. All righty well, then. in... All the crazy shows we've been watching. One of them mm-hmm. we started. I'm two episodes in. You're one episode in. Yes. Ridley Scott's um, Raised by Wolves. Mm-hmm. And I had mentioned it to a friend. Uh, kind of like gave my idea of the premise. Yeah. And he said, hey, it sounds kind of like I Am Mother. And he had recommended this to me a while ago and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, spoiler is coming for <laughs> I Am Mother. And the first episode of Raised by Wolves, potentially here. Yes. Um, yes. Spoiler warning. Yes. Um, alert, alert. Red alert. I'm Mother, it, it's it, not that new, really. I mean, it's not old, but it didn't just come out. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was like 2018 and, or 19, I think. So yeah. newish. Mm-hmm. 
And I was pretty surprised. It is um, quite a bit. It does share some similar things with Raised mm-hmm. by Wolves. Yes. Um, what were your overall impressions? I Overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I did... I did from the get go. I was very um, in tune and aware of similarities or, or maybe I was kind of looking for them just because, you know, mm-hmm. we just talked about, you know, raised by wolves and, you know, oh, this is similar. Um, so there were definitely some key elements that I thought um, these shared. Of course, the most very basic one being the 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 driver of the movie and the show we have to rebuild humanity after a catastrophic event. Um, Mm -hmm. And to do so, we are going to grow new human children and have um, some sort of droid or robot raise them. Um, So, I mean, those, those two basic premises are, are very clear right away, both in the show and the movie. Um, And I, I don't know. I don't know why this kind of popped into my head right when I started watching the movie, but I just thought it was really interesting that like, this is the the problem that humans seem to plan for, or that seems to be the center of a lot of like post-apocalyptic, you know, um, shows or films. It's like, okay, this catastrophic event has happened. How do we rebuild humanity? And no, no one ever seems to like stop and address, like, should we rebuild humanity? Like, what was this sure. crisis that happened you know, did humans cause it? Are we really kind of terrible? Should we not be rebuilding humanity? <laughs> but we instead sort of like skip right away to how do we rebuild humanity and how do we do it better? And it doesn't really ever seem like we have a really great plan for better, probably because it's such like a vague and undefined term. You know, what is better to you? Is it, you know, in the case of this movie, we see, you know, a lot of like, um, you know, the droid who is who is responsible for raising the first child. Um, we see a lot of tests, you know, a lot of yep. like, you know, you need to know these facts. You need to be physically in this condition. We need to test you so that your exam scores are better and better and better each year. And that means I know you're better than your predecessors. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, I, I thought the movie kicked off for me with like a very fundamental question. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought the film did well with um, the reveal, the pace at which it revealed information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, uh, first lots of questions, mm-hmm. and then you sort of, you know, you kind of go back and forth. Is Hillary Swank's character telling the truth? Is the mother telling the truth? Mm-hmm. And you start discovering, like, you know, like this movie didn't have to go as far as it did, like bringing you outside and seeing here is there were yeah. the farming and the big ships and the whole thing, you know, and um, they, they went there. I appreciated it. You know, when she yeah. comes to realize that, you know, her previous clone copies, mm-hmm. I guess had been yeah. wiped out because yep. they weren't good enough. Yep. Um, you know, altering that, uh, that uh, teaching protocol and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to, uh, I like the way they did a lot of this stuff. It reminded me of the raised by wolves. It reminded me of, uh, mm-hmm. horizon zero dawn mm-hmm. because like you say, it is a common thing of this rebuilding of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I, you know, I wrote, I took a lot of notes on this. Um, but, um, I, it's always seems to be, I, I would call it a conceit of mankind to think that we can, you know, if we just had the right humans, mm-hmm. if we just had the wise enough people, if whatever society, we'd be perfect. Yes. You know? um, if everybody just agreed with me, <laughs> we'd all be happy. Yeah. You know, it'd be perfect. And so we can do this via science, via through a, a like, like there's a formula or an mm-hmm. equation yep. of doing this. And I just fundamentally disagree with that idea because we're, we're not as much as we can be distilled to like a computer and ones and zeros and like making calculations on things. We have emotions mm-hmm. and emotions are complex mm-hmm. and they, as long as we have those, we're never going to have utopia. Mm-hmm. But if you get rid of those, then you don't have humans. Right. So, exactly. Like, you have droids. Pick. Yeah. Right. Although, although I think the movie does a good job, the movie and the TV show both do a good job of pointing out emotions in droids, uh, the possibility for the emotions in droids, um, yeah. or or the nearest approximation that they can get to. I mean, yeah. I I don't know how exactly you know they're they're being treated um, as as if they're emotions, but I think both you and I noted. Um, when, uh, you know, early on in the movie, when Hilary Swank's woman character comes to the compound and is led in by the daughter and, you know, they, they start to talk to each other and she learns, mm-hmm. she starts learning things that are not from mother. Mother does appear to get, mother, the droid, um, does appear to get very jealous if if that's possible. Mm-hmm. And we both kind of noted like, uh-oh, like this is jealousy. Um, right. So it appears that they have, you know, the, the capability for at least a facsimile of emotion, even if it's not quite the same. But are we reading in because we're human the jealousy factor and the real potentially, the yeah. Real impetus there is, you know, uh, you're 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 against my prime directive here right, to right. form the, you know, I'm sculpting this being and therefore humanity. And right. you're getting in the way. You're an anomaly. You're a right. virus that needs to be wiped out at this point. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely see that point. And you know, the, the second you said it was it was kind of considering that as well. It's it's hard, I think, especially in um in this movie, because mother does sort of try to go about getting rid of the woman. In, in a way that suggests jealousy, you know, like starts asking her yeah. daughter, like, oh, what did you talk about? What did you, you know, and we kind of, <laughs> yeah. like you say, like we get that sort of like signal, that trigger to us, like that we recognize that's one of the hallmarks of jealousy, just like, like pretending to be interested while being like, oh, like, so you're learning about this, you say, you yeah. know, and we right. sort of recognize that. And well, to, and to me, the biggest indicator of some sort of empathy Mm-hmm. Uh, factor uh, is the Hillary because when I first saw the preview and stuff, I thought that Hillary Swank and the young girl were the same person, just oh a yeah, age. Mm-hmm. yeah, same. And because they look so similar, mm-hmm. and they really were. I mean, they were clones, it, it seems, and they kept Hillary alive. Mm-hmm. Why? Just because she must have done well enough. She managed to escape. 
one out there I raised as a daughter won't hurt anything. Mm -hmm. And so she was fine until she became too big of a problem. Right. Um, so that, that was really interesting to add that. And it also puts in perspective the time scale. Mm -hmm. Like clearly machines have no uh, care or understanding of time as we do. Right. So they've been trying this for a long time or for at least the life of Hillary Swank, potentially yeah. much further, you know, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting to me. Um, when I, when I first, when the movie first opened and they, you know, they were giving those sort of, um, mechanical descriptions of, you know, days since apocalyptic event, zero mm -hmm. compound X, you know, and then they said number of viable fetuses, um, 64,000 or, or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, well, they're at least restarting humanity with a lot more options than, you know, Raised by Wolves, where they start off with 12. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly, you know, we, we jump to the droid, you know, taking one down and growing it in a day and then, you know, it, it being born. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I expect, you know, maybe like one a day, you know, we're going to start off humanity. We're going to, you know, do this. Yeah. And, and I was really thrown for a loop when it was like, no, we're going to watch this one singular yeah. child grow right. up. And I kept expecting, you know, other kids, other kids, other kids. So that I thought was a really great, like play with time that the, you know, showing that the droids, like, you know, they don't, they don't have to hurry. You know, they don't, they're not well, bound by the same like human lifespan that we are. So we think like, oh, you know, you, you, you don't have a lot of time. You just got to get this going. But, you yeah. know, droids don't have that kind of worries. So. And that's the first real hint to how this is different than a lot of the ones. They're not just mm -hmm. trying to repopulate. They're trying right, to right. figure out how to best repopulate, uh, you know, mankind. And right. I kind of, my questions were, um, you know, as I was going through the film, I was thinking, um, so how did this get set up? You know, like at first I'm thinking, okay, so say humanity is at the brink. And mm -hmm. so they set up a protocol and this facility to, right. okay, you're going, your initiative, your, your programming here is to recreate human, the human race, but the best they can be better. And then right. they go forward with doing that. Or was it like humans were on the brink and machines that they had made said, you're on the brink, therefore we will wipe you out and we can do you better. Right, or, right. Or was it that- Unclear, human, yeah. Know, like which way was the, did it unfold exactly? You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. Did the machines come up with this direct them themselves? It kind of suggested that because they said like, we will pay tributes to our creator. Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever, um, in, in doing this, you know, right. um, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that that line was totally clear to me. I mean, like you said, suggesting that, you know, they, they kind of gave, gave themselves this, although the, you know, as we find out at the end of the movie, they aren't really a, they, they're really all right. mother, it's a, which, which I thought was like, it's the singularity. A great, yes. Yeah. It's such yes. a great reveal. That was so huge. Um, mm -hmm. and, and kind of reminds me of what we were talking about earlier, um, in game of Thrones, you know, having like a character who knows how to strategize 
mother clearly knows how to play a long game because she had lots of different things going on and she had lots of different plans in place, things in motion, you know, to set up for her, her new better humans. Um, and, and to think, you know, she's been doing all of this from her singular consciousness while also like being present with her daughter. That was crazy to me. So yep. a, a great, great character choice and a cool twist, I think, on it, on a, yep. uh, you know, machines are are taking over kind of thing and machines are rebuilding humanity. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, so then the question is, what is the goal? Mm-hmm. Like, is the goal right. a, a planet that is populated by humans and this one AI mm-hmm. that is just eternally peaceful, <laughs> you know? I mean, like, life by its very nature in all forms is destructive. Yeah. Like, it's violent, it's destructive, it, you know, the thing keeps getting more chaotic, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's um, so if you appreciate life, Mm-hmm. for its um how finite it is then you kind of have to take along with it the chaos mm-hmm. um and i think that it's you know you're you're fighting a losing battle if you think that you're able to you know to make hum- humanity what what it's not or any or any life for that matter mhm and I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like there's a, a moral moral question here yeah. that someone must be on the other side of. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're on the other side of it, please tell me and like let me know. <laughs> I, I want to have that. You know, like, it was. There's got to be based on someone. I mean, people have tried it for real. People have tried it for a long time. Mm-hmm. We get eugenics. We get people that think they can have a master race or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like somehow one is superior to the other. We can mm-hmm. form this to our will and our vision of, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. to me, that's what the the AI is 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 going down that path. Mm-hmm. And then the, the counter is that is like, you know, just as the girl says, but what about my sisters you know mm-hmm. you you killed them you burnt them if you say you care about human life well it's right. the big picture right it's the always the the betterment for the betterment of the whole we saw that mm-hmm. little uh philosophical quiz she had you know you've yes. got a person with all vital organs that happens to be a donor that can match five others if you save this one person that person survives but the other five die Mm-hmm. Whereas you could t- take the organs from this person, save the other five, and uh, so but then you'd the be killing that person, yeah, right. So then the daughter's questions valid are, you know, well, am I saving murderers, uh, thieves? You know, who, how do I do I know these people? Like, well, then the, the response is, does life have intrinsic value? So mm-hmm. is it just autumn, you know, it, so there's there's good questions brought up here. Yeah. To me, though, like the debate is not strong enough, or like there's not, and maybe I don't know. I, do I you need mean someone. In, do you mean in the movie it's not strong enough, or or you just mean um, like like on like, both sides? Um, 
I guess I'm looking for someone to try to convince me out of what I think, and the movie failed to do that. Okay. So, so what do you think then? Like, what's, what's your line? I think that, um, the purpose of the goal of human life Mm -hmm. is freedom. Freedom is the goal. It's not a means to anything really. It's, that is the goal. And that is, so the goal for me is not utopia because I think that's impossible. So others may say the goal is utopia, Mm -hmm. complete peace or whatever. And therefore I would say that's not possible because that comes at the expense of freedom. And so I was wanting to see that back and forth. Sure. Sure. So, so the question then would be if utopia didn't come at the cost of freedom, like just, just setting aside like your, your belief that it can't, if it, if somebody came up with a way would then that just be like enough? Like, would you be like, cool, done? Like, let's have utopia because we have freedom. Yeah, I mean, there's and, there's and would there would of... there be any other like intrinsic values that you would need for it to be utopia, or would just freedom be enough? Like, are we living in utopia right now because people have freedom? But, um, but that's one debatable, and two of like. Mm-hmm. widely varying margin throughout the planet, mm-hmm. you know, like, and throughout yeah. history. I mean, but if you even look at modern times now or whatever here, that varies a lot in different places. Sure. Um, and so like, I would say, I would say yes, if freedom existed and to provide, and you could provide a utopia, mm-hmm. then yes, that's the only thing that would ever require. Mm-hmm. But I don't see those things being possible. Sure. Yeah. I think, I think the trouble for me is utopia. I, I think has such a different meaning to so many different people. Like so many people would define a utopia as something different that it's impossible to achieve merely because nobody has the same idea, the same exact idea about it. I mean, there are a lot of general things that I think people agree on, but like, how far out do you go? Like how many people agreeing yep. on, on the generals of a utopia do you need before it ceases being utopia? Right. Um, so ultimately someone has to clamp down to ca- mm-hmm. cause uniformity to mm-hmm. make utopia. You, your utopias are based on uniformity and you, uniformity is only, uh, only possible via force. Mm. So you remove the, the option or, of force Right or or limiting the number of people, so force force in different ways. Yeah, I mean it'd be like uh, whether it's whether it's a thought police or it's a you're eliminated because you don't mm-hmm. fit in. I mean we see this in Westworld season three. It's the right. same thing with we put a whole bunch of people away because they are not conforming to society. You're not going to exactly. fit in with the plan here. Exactly. And so we see these kind of things over and over again, you know. So clearly people are thinking of this, and I feel like a lot of people, some people must think it's a possibility. Yeah. But I'm um, not getting the the coherent argument that it is from these sources, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, to take an example of like, 
um, and a, a paper that I wrote very early on in grad school, we were studying, um, uh, Paris in 1848, they created a commune in Paris that actually worked really, really well. It's not, it's not like communism as we commonly think about it, but it was a commune and it worked really, really, really well, but because they limited the number of people and because they had like these core common goals that they all agreed on. And then once people started like shifting beyond those goals, it all broke down. Yep. And then, so, so I think, you know, like when we, when we talk about the idea of like freedom versus utopia, I think it's, I think it's possible. I just don't know if it's sustainable is maybe the, the word that I, I would search for, for utopia, like, because I think there can be sort of like agreement from groups in smaller, smaller doses, you know, like smaller groups can agree on things like that. But then, you know, like you have to allow for shifts in this group of, you know, people can leave, come and go. Um, or, you know, you think like, you know, outside factors influence it. They're like, oh, we don't really like what you're doing, even though, you know, it doesn't directly affect us. You're, you're near us. We don't like it. So you have to dissolve. So yeah, for, for me, the issue of like any sort of utopia is the issue of sustainability in, and that's presented, um, I think in a multitude of forms, like there's a multitude of factors restraining sustainability for a utopia. Well, anytime you can re- restrict membership, basically, mm-hmm. then you can you can hold something like that, you know. Right. So if you have a if you have a cult, whatever you want to call it, yeah. any sort of group, you can you can kick people in and out as exactly. see fit to exactly. you know make sure that you're providing that uniformity across the board. Exactly. And right, those, I mean, that's why societies that have a a shared culture you know, get on better than when you start throwing everything in the pot together or whatever, that's a, that automatically makes things more difficult because you got mm-hmm. people from different backgrounds that have different ideas. And so you just like, but, uh, you know, like when I was talking to Ashley about it recently, mm-hmm. how just if you're, um, if you imagine you're on an Island and you're stranded there and you've got, you know, five, you know, five to 10 other people there with you, everybody's going to function or attempt to function as a unit. Like if Mm -hmm. you go and harvest coconuts, you will share your coconuts with everyone Mm -hmm. because you're dependent very strictly on everyone else for survival. Right. But if you manage to survive now and you get by that way, everybody kind of has their role, the thing they do. And all of a sudden your island expands to 400 people. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you maintain that same sort of, well, no, all of a sudden, like, there's a lot of people here. I want my space of the island. Mm-hmm. And I gathered all these coconuts. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to keep these coconuts. And so, like, all of a sudden, you had a complexity that's before you're, you, we're trying to survive, and this is what's necessary for it, mm-hmm. to we don't need to try to survive anymore. We're trying mm-hmm. to live. Yep. And therefore, we have wants and desires and things Mm-hmm. And you can't go back to that other route right. without the application of severe force or the right. like, nope, you're off the island, you're off the island, you're off the island, you know, something. Right. So. Well, yeah. And to throw, to throw another wrench into it, um, 
you know, when you're on an island with, you know, like five to 10 people to, to stick with the example, you know, you may be the one who gathers coconuts. Somebody else may be the one who does the fishing. Somebody else is like, oh, I build really great shelters. You know, everybody's got like a function. But if you have 400 people, you potentially aren't the best at your function anymore. Right. So like, what yep. do you do then? Do you find a new function? Do you like compete, you know, to try and get better and like reclaim your, you know, it's, there's a lot of, um, factors that that roll into you know an operation of a society when there's more people than can reasonably do like the needed necessary jobs so if then you, you were a machine if humanity was stripped of humanity you just deactivate the other ones right exactly well, you're no longer the most efficient model so we're right. you're gone well so, and again to bring it back to what utopia right to again to bring it back to westworld you know there's yep. there's not only like you're not acting correctly but oh you're an older model shut down yep. you know yep. so yeah yeah this uh to bring it back to uh i am mother i mean we don't really quite get into that here um because everybody in the movie does serve a function at least according to mother's plan yep. you know she serves a function of you know raising finally a, a better human um, that she believes, you know, her daughter is, you know, Hillary Swank's woman serves a function of, you know, you're going to be out here. You're going to like bring daughter out, show her the world, you know, reveal to her what's going on. You're going to be kind of a test for her because I want her to eventually take over for me because humans should be raising, you know, better humans. And that's her function is to take care of her family. So, so, you know, Hillary Swank serves a function as like another sort of test. Sure. Um, Yeah. So yeah, every, everybody's got a function in this society, but as you know, the daughter yeah. grows grows up with her brothers and sisters and things like that. Who knows where that will go? Yeah, right. I, and that was, I guess, my one, really, my one issue with the movie is I didn't buy mother turning over the facility in that yeah. role to at that her. time. Yeah, yeah, because because if you're seeing people as machines basically mm -hmm. you think they can function like machines in that way like we pick the best and you're going to be the best and we you know discard the others right then um it's that's a responsibility that like it's just not not feasible i just didn't think like it was against the whole point like humans are so flawed and i mean i i, I get the breakdown like okay i'm right. special right Right. But that's one person. You're going to raise right. this kid and hopefully to the same standard. But you, I mean, I have to imagine she's going to start when that kid's like five, then take another right. one. That kid's like three, then take another one. And you start, you know, more and more and more and more faster and faster and faster because humans don't have that forever time span. Right. I mean, to me, why would not you'd think the efficient thing to do would be raise her this way and oh she's a success all right send in 700 more mothers yep to start raising three at a time you know like exactly you're this way replicate all yeah. of a sudden you can yeah right so to me it would have been like no you're not getting the keys of the kingdom we're yes. doing this like at scale now yes yeah it it did seem I mean, I know like she, that mother talked about, you know, her directive was not only to raise a better human, but then also to prepare that human to take care of her brothers and sisters and things like that. I get it. 
but it just seemed, it seemed so early. It seemed so soon for that to be happening. Like, I just wasn't convinced that, that, like you said, mother was just like, cool, you're ready, done. You convinced me with a, with a shotgun yeah. barrel to my chest. I don't know. It just, yeah. it seemed like a weird moment to yeah. have that happen. I know it's supposed to be, I guess, ending with the movie being hopeful then. But to me, um, it would have been more oh. impactful to end sort of um, like hopeless because you, I think, so it's the red pill versus blue pill. She clearly <laughs> took the red pill mm -hmm. and was like, whoa, this is bad. This is rough out here. This is not what you said it was or anything. And um, that's great. But yeah. then like there's the, because I would always choose a red pill. I, I hope to whatever creator there is, if there is one, <laughs> that I would choose a red pill always. Right. But also understanding you're given not much of a choice here. If you want to survive mm -hmm. and actually impact humanity, you go back and you are part of this system to raise right. humans back until you're right. able to rebel or take things or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. like you don't have a choice. So if she was part of this system again, I guess that's the ending I would have expected and that made more sense. Yeah. I, um, I actually, I thought the ending was a little bit more complicated, um, in a specific moment where, you know, daughter is holding her brother and she's humming the exact same song mm -hmm. that we heard mother hum to her at the beginning. And, you know, that's how they close. And I thought that was really kind of an interesting, like cyclical question about like, what kind of parent is she going to be? Like, she's only been raised by mother in this very yeah. specific way. Is she somehow going to do the same things? You know, is she going to be basically just like a human version of mother and therefore like raising almost like a droid or, yeah. or is there room you know, I mean, the, the, the filmmaker certainly seemed to be hinting at that. But, you know, as we've seen, you know, daughter did have some sort of mini rebellion. It, you know, is that yeah. going to continue with the raising of her brother? Big sort yeah. of question mark hanging over the end of the movie. Well, and they ha the machines know. Yeah, that, right. Um, They're right there. They, right. <laughs> but then they're aware is that um, is she... <laughs> What's that? This, those those seventy droids outside certainly didn't seem to be going anywhere. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I feel like mother's still like right there. Yeah. But you know, I noted earlier, it's like well, being raised by a robot, what mm -hmm. a patient parent. Yeah. There's no loss of patience. There's no, I'm tired. We're not mm -hmm. gonna play now. None of that stuff. Like. Um, it's a different kind of upbringing that a human is not possible of basically. Right. Um, so if you've perfected your formula mm -hmm. for perfect human raising, you are not, you've not got it, uh, you know, like it's not right, going right. to follow through. Also, right. you've raised it to this, what the, this film shows a daughter, not raise a son. So you've not right. dealt with the other sex here and exactly. like the other you have no idea how much there. yeah how much different that could be absolutely how much tweaking do you have to change how much do you have to adjust the education you know if you want this perfect specimen you know right right so yeah i don't know they're gonna they're gonna be back right they're gonna be back in there 
mother will, like, <laughs> she'll be back in there yeah All right, i'm taking over we're gonna right. take your brother and incinerate him <laughs> and we're starting with another one you, exactly. yeah, you had your chance yeah so. I, yeah i mean the other thing is like mother raised one perfect daughter at the end at the conclusion of this movie to her she raised yeah. one perfect daughter yeah. you don't think like the next one couldn't be another failure in your eyes i'm not saying like a failure you know as, as a person right. or whatever, but like right. a failure to mother's standards, like just because you did it yeah. one time, how do you know yeah. it's going to like happen the rest of the time? And who sets those standards? Like, that's yeah. my question. Yeah. Like, like all of mother's program, all, or... all of mother's tests that, you know, daughter needed to continually pass and get better and better scores on. Yeah. Like what, what were those? Like what meaning did those have? This is some like committee that sat sat around a table and decided <laughs> the perfect standards for SATs or whatever for sure, human repopulation. Yeah, yeah. Like this is, or was this like the machines came up with it? You know, but the machines acknowledge their creators humans, right. so they're clearly influenced by humanity. So, what is this standard? Right. Yeah, what is yeah, this to standard? What, to what extent is it like you said, like a some sort of you know IQ test kind of situation? Yeah. Uh, how much did you know maybe the the programming deviate from that or you know yeah. use it as a baseline and build from there yeah see but but iq though would be because it seems like there's definitely clones here now we don't know how many ver like not how many different embryos there are right how many clones right you know but like if they're looking brother for IQ, brother clearly isn't like a clone Right. We can use a but different he nationality. Has many clones. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if she has a genetic predisposition to being of a high IQ value, right. why did her sib her former versions get tossed out? So yeah. it had to be some sort of like you know, like different it, I guess that's a question I didn't write down in this that I'm just thinking of now is like the nature versus nurture element. Mm -hmm. Clearly, this film is suggesting that nurture is a very large, a very large factor right. in defining perfect or better outcome. Right. Yeah. Because if you're taking the exact same genetic makeup and then it's varying so widely as you would destroy the other ones and keep this right. one. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not ever given the chance to explore that question um, in this film. Like, you know, is is daughter from a different genetic strain than, you know, the, the brothers and sisters that came before her mm -hmm. or, or simply the sisters. I guess I wasn't, I wasn't totally clear on whether the, the, that mother had tried both genders to, yeah. to raise both genders before. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be interesting to know if like they were all clones in the very traditional, like exact copy sense, or if it was, mm -hmm. you know, her brothers and sisters, she just simply calls them that and there are different DNA strains that are clones within each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not yeah, really given like altered. a chance to, they to could be slightly altered between each one. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. We're not yeah. given the chance to really know that other, the only clue that we get that, you know, it isn't like a carbon copy of everybody every time is the fact that, that her brother is, like I said, clearly a different nationality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, other things did this. Oh, I thought it was kind of too. Like I just always think of when they talk about AI. Yeah. Uh, paperclip story or whatever. I don't know okay. about that. Paperclip scenario. That's basically like um the idea that 
if you created a machine to make paper clips and that was their directive was make paper clips mm -hmm. like eventually oh, right. would consume yeah. the entire planets to create paper clips and it would yeah. be the best of doing it or whatever so mm -hmm. i just want to know what their core directive is here like you know how this is how this is set up are we seeing the paperclip scenario do they basically this mm -hmm. get a directive to create like the way for a stable best peaceful humanity and mm -hmm. therefore they destroy the entire world to just start over like sorry right. we need to wipe the slate <laughs> right and, we're never know. gonna do it with these flawed humans that we have yeah. so let's just yeah cut them off now yeah i mean that certainly seems to be the implication mm -hmm. i mean so which which again i mean i i i made a note of this i think if that's the case it's very smart of mother. She has a point when she talks to her daughter about not telling her the real truth about, you know, the contagion that's outside that it's really droids. Like there's no, there's no plague. There's no, you know, um, virus or whatever. It's not anything like that. It's, it's actually the droids. She has a point about not telling her the truth about that because how would you ever be raised by a droid being like, you wiped out humanity. Like can't yeah. trust you. Um, so that's that's it's, an interesting like, yeah. you know, little conundrum that where where it was a horrible point, but I also saw it. But children accept their reality, you know. The children accept the reality they're given. Like to me, at, at one point I commented, "Wow, it's pretty mm -hmm. in interesting that she would so quickly um, go against everything yeah. that she's known." Mm -hmm. um, and um I where did I write that? Uh, da, 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 Cause I made some other points with it. Um, um, mm -hmm. I don't know where I wrote it, but it's basically where um, oh, um, pretty good that she would begin to question everything she has ever known. Right. Is that good upbringing, good genes, or is the power of having been isolated from your own kind what mm -hmm. does this? Um, and what kind of draw or power does that have? So like. Is it more that she sees someone else that she can immediately relate to because mm -hmm. like, oh, you're like me and I've wanted that and never had that. Mm -hmm. And therefore I'm more likely to believe you. Mm -hmm. And how does that apply? Um, or is it, you know, just purely humans have uh, like a stubbornness to find the truth. Mm -hmm. And ultimately a lot of people have the drive to question and stuff. And so it right. makes it more, I don't know, I thought that was interesting absolutely yeah yeah it's uh it's kind of an interesting combination i thought of you know daughter's curiosity and mm -hmm. and desire to know and desire to question that of course like mother has you know tended to i think in in terms of very strictly her education and you know her her knowledge base in trying to teach her to be a better human and then of course like once you introduce a variable you can't control that yeah. trait that you've then nurtured um you can't expect it to just work the same way with this like unknown variable and this unknown possibility for more information um yeah. but i also thought it was <laughs> it was very like it was kind of a nice humanizing moment um to pull us out of this like bigger kind of world and philosophical questioning kind of movie um, where 
part of, I think, daughter's desire to go outside and to follow woman and to know more was, you know, the faces that she saw, you know, yeah. her drawing in her book, especially like a 15 year old boy. She was like, yeah, it was totally like, oh, my God, this is a cute boy moment. I know. Right. And <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I, I mean, I, I just liked it because there was just, you know, that sort of sense of like, oh, my God, like, you know, like flag yeah. for normalcy over here, you know, something we recognize in our current world. So. Yeah, yeah, I just I I thought you know it's it's again to a larger point it's another example of of humans you know having these characteristics you know that we think of like to ourselves like these common um, characteristics that we recognize about each other like the desire to question the desire to you know uh, learn more but also you know the desire to chase a cute boy so I'm sure she was <laughs> thinking oh I remember that that sex ed class that mother taught me. <laughs> I bet I want to apply a bunch of those right, uh, right. methodologies. Like. <laughs> Let me go find this boy in the mines and let's, yeah. let's see if mother's right about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. I, it's, um, I, I like, I like the questions the movie mm-hmm. makes me ask, I guess. Um, yeah. Of this kind of thing. Um, and it was, it's really interesting. I should have brought the um, the line because uh, I when I said I'm starting Dune and mm, didn't mm-hmm. expect whatever uh, I was getting there. Mm-hmm. There's a line in there about clearly they have dealt with an AI or machines, or they have an, yeah. a, a, a mm-hmm. understanding of what machines are. And um, um, so I'm, I'm excited that that Dune is getting to into that as well. Um, if I have that on my phone or not. I mm-hmm. look up the exact line, but I love it. Um, but how else do you think this relates then to Raised by Wolves? So obviously we have sure uh, androids, droids deciding that they can raise, I guess deciding, <laughs> that, I suppose, yeah, upon, taking it upon themselves to raise humans in a right. better way. Raised by Wolves clearly focuses on the idea that religion or belief in the supernatural is what ultimately causes the downfall of humanity. Mm -hmm. And therefore that's where we're going to start. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think there were, there were some, some elements of that in um, I am mother. You know, when we get introduced to Hillary Swank's woman character, she, you know, she says a prayer. Um, So that's, that's sort of interesting and antithetical to, I think mother's teachings as far as, as far as I'm, aware of in the movie because there was no reference yeah. to like be- being right. brought up religiously um yeah. and then of course like from mother's eyes hillary swank is just like an outsider trying to take her child away just like in raised by wolves you have this like yeah. you know religious group that comes in on this planet where mother is is left you know sadly um, spoiler alert for Raised by Wolves, um, alone with her only surviving child from the first, you know, batch of humanity and is trying to take him away. So there's there's some similar types of elements there for sure. So where did Hillary Swank get the like Christian paraphernalia? Like, yeah, she she clearly scavenged it somewhere. Yeah. Cuz she had a whole um so the <laughs> the day that I watched this, I also was flipping through TV earlier in the day and found Wally on uh, on mm. one of the channels and was just watching that cuz I love that movie. And I thought Hillary Swank had a very Wally-esque 
like shipping container where she had like all these like random, you know, like treasures and trinkets mm-hmm. of humanity. I mean, she had practical stuff like food too, of course, but yeah, she had this whole yep. like, you know, knickknacky thing going on. So clearly, yeah, you know, when, whenever, I mean, we don't really get to see anywhere beyond like a, a sort of natural environment for the earth that, you know, we're, we're seeing outside the compound. We don't get to see like a city or anything like that. So we don't really know what yep. happened when they these um droids destroyed humanity as we assume that they've done so she must have been able to scavenge something from somewhere or from other other shipping containers that were washed up or something so i mean they must they must not have like totally destroyed everything Mm -hmm. it's clearly like a a intentional commentary there though that if she was not raised with this that then she would go in out into the world and in her scavenging happen upon this stuff she's never learned about mm-hmm. and now know what to do with it belief, or yeah, yeah i mean like find a bible somewhere and read it like uh it's very um i mean i guess it's it's further like going along with the mm-hmm. nature of humanity and stuff so yeah mm-hmm. both seem to be commenting on that even raised by wolves too is the same thing right. like like there's a there's a desire to um, be looking for something else that shows you there's something greater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think, I think they get, a, they do get a little bit of different treatment, um, you know, of course, because in this movie we're, we're seeing that as just a very small part of Hillary Swank's character. It's, it's a signal yep. it's there, but you know, she's not like, dressed herself up in any sort of like religious you know paraphernalia yeah. or something like that whereas you know in and of course raised by wolves it's like the the whole point is to be dressed in this very specific um belief mm-hmm. uniform so in that capacity they operate much more like i think um um a group would in something like game of thrones when we see that sort of like religious collective you know mm-hmm. where where they like signal to each other they've got you know religious symbols and signals and things like that and they're they're a neatly defined group whereas hillary swank is just kind of one that you know is is working to find meaning so do we think that it was the plan to have this hillary swank character this version raised to be out there to eventually like interact with or do we think that's a mistake or just they just have a um like a backup you know it's a backup <laughs> plan kind of thing yeah or yeah i don't know that, that this was ever exactly the intention but i mean the the movie after we you know see uh mother give up and just sort of you know let daughter take the reins in raising humanity we do see her go back to that shipping container and talk to hillary swank and be like it's so funny that you out of all beings yeah. survived on your own. And it's like somebody planned this. And mm. I mean, it does sort of suggest to me that maybe this wasn't mother's first idea for this to happen, but it, it, but it is a plan, you know, X seven on her scale of stratagem, you know, yeah. to test daughter and, t- and test daughter's independence and, and move this forward. And ultimately, will she come back? Would yeah, that be the mm-hmm. test. You ultimately come right. back and to see exactly. the logic behind it. That you know, this is 
or right. that she cares enough about her like was that strategic we're gonna hey you can baby brother time exactly um, and so you care enough about humanity that you're willing to come back to enslavement i guess right for your baby brother right like, you know, yeah if, know. if she hadn't come back you know would she would she then turn into the next hillary swank right Exactly. And we we kill Hillary Swank and then like let daughter be out there. Yeah. You right. know. And then do something with our memories. Right, exactly. So, like very vague memory. Oh, Johnny Carson. Yeah, I'm gonna see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I guess the last thing I see your comment here, a cynical mm-hmm. closing on singing, are we destined to become our mothers or teachers? Mm-hmm. So um I mean, um, I mean, we uh, we live by example. We learn yeah. by example, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's all she's had, right? So. That's quite literally the only thing. So I think mm-hmm. it's. I don't know. I just. I think um, it's an interesting thought process to think about having only one influence. I mean, you know, she like she's watching. Daughter's watching, like the, you said, the Johnny Carson show and things like that. What is that really an influence if you literally have no other people around you to put that or give that context? Is that really an influence? Yeah. Maybe that's the point. Like, you know, hey, here's Johnny Carson, regarded as a classy, whatever guy. Here's your male influence. Right. Yeah. Here's your, here's (laughs) your dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that I think was interesting and different about Raised by Wolves. Um, they don't just have a mother. They have a father for a while before, yeah. before spoiler, right. spoiler, um, mother goes crazy and kills him. Um, mm-hmm. But they have parents, whereas this scenario in I Am Mother seems to suggest you only need one. Yep. Well, so everybody knows it's only that's only it's only spoilers for episode one. Yes, episode. yes, very so, true. Like I have more I can contribute, and I will not contribute <laughs> uh, from from episode two. So we'll, uh, you guys will, it'll be okay. I mean, I was upset honestly when I read the like what the Raised by Wolves is about, just like the description for episode one. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and it talks about how like after however many kids there and the old, I'm, the one left and like, well, you didn't even tell me that all the rest of them died. That could have been a surprise. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But it's, it's episode one. It's to get you into it. Right. So, so, yep. All right. Any, um, anything else that's gone unsaid about this film? Um, I don't think so. I, I really enjoyed this film. I, I liked it. A lot, especially watching it in context with Raised by Wolves. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a similar yet different take on a on a similar problem. So it was just it was really interesting to watch those two in concert with each other. Yeah, I um, I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, rest of Raised by Wolves. Mm-hmm. See what uh, where that goes and yeah. how that uh, like. How we fought, you know, what what more similarities we can draw, you know, between these two things now or not. Yeah, so. agreed. Um, we should do. I was thinking we should do like a, maybe a one episode summation of Raised by Wolves. Sure. And that's both done with that. 
and then we can kind of revisit this and see if like it's you know if there's much more in common with this film or not yeah 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 it'd be interesting to uh to see kind of what they that raised by wolves ends on in comparison with you know Mm -hmm. i am mother um because obviously you, you know we've only got the beginning here for raised by wolves so we yeah. can we could see kind of the the whole progression and see what might be similar. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. I think that um, um, episodes four and five of Raised by Wolves are out already. Oh, all right, okay. So, got got lots. Yeah, got, got lots. so Good much. <laughs> you're you're watching the the other HBO show yet too, Lovecraft Country. Yes, that's so. right. That's right. HBO, you're crushing it. Mhm. All right. Um that's been this episode. I hope you all like it. Um mm-hmm. you know, if you're a philosophy major out there or you know, you just <laughs> whatever, you, you you write in, you let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Um watch this movie, give us your take on it. That's right. Tell us, um, tell us your thoughts about utopias and if they're possible. <laughs> yep. Yep. When I was a kid, I read Dinotopia. Oh I my gosh, I did too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So um, maybe it's possible with dinosaurs. We That's just bring right. dinosaurs maybe, in the mix. I was going to say, maybe, maybe it's humans. Maybe we're the problem. Maybe dinosaurs <laughs> had a whole utopia going before that whole asteroid thing. Well, from the outside, from our cushy <laughs> homes, the world looks pretty utopic sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, not a fear of the frog that gets eaten by the snake. It's not so utopic then. <laughs> it's not, not so peaceful or tranquil. <laughs> so. Very true. Um, all right. Well, thank you to uh, Killing the Flower for our theme song. Um, and like I said, they have a, a new song out now, so check that out on YouTube. Yes. And it's my personally my favorite of theirs thus far. Awesome. Um, well, I will be listening and, to it for the first time after this podcast, so I, I will be excited. So everybody go thanks. do it, because I'm going to do it too. All right. And um, my brother-in-law, who is in that band, uh, he streams games usually three times a week. It's been a little different now recently. Usually it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but uh, you'll often catch me streaming with him or playing with him. That's Lucas333 on Twitch. That's Lucas with a K. Uh, As far as us, uh, you can expect the regular two episodes a week generally. Um, We're still covering The Boys Season 2 now. That we'll bring to you uh, midweek. We'll be on Episodes 3 and 4, so watch that along with us. Mm Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitch and on YouTube and like and share and comment, Facebook, Twitter, our website, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, let us know what we can do to improve and um, where we're absolutely wrong and stupid and, <laughs> and where we're smart and cool. So, yeah, that's right. We want to hear it all. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, Andrea. Of course. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>